Happy Friday, Nicole. Happy Friday. Wait, say it again. Happy Friday. <laughs> It'd help if I turned on your microphone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know how messed up my week has been? Oh, I, please do share. On Wednesday, I thought it was Monday. And I feel like today is Monday as well. And I'm just, I'm stuck in Monday. You know how Monday when you're just trying to get moving and get going? I don't know what's been going on with me the last couple of days. My mind is just not in it. Maybe I got too much going on. I don't know. Probably. And the kids actually are on fall break. Well, those that are attending school outside of homeschooling. So the... Fall break already? I know. That's what Brian said. Didn't we they just, just started. <laughs> Why do they have fall break? So homeschooling is not fall break, but my oldest is on fall break. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, and they that did... messes up the week too when you have a holiday or a break or a school yeah. type thing. But today is Friday. It's funny because I, I think that they started in August, right? And sure. You, you probably are looking at the calendar going, why would they take a break so soon? But if you're one of those teachers, you're probably going, oh my gosh, thank God for fall break. <laughs> right? <They're, laughs> they need it. The kids need it. It's been a weird oh my goodness, school yes. season. Oh, yes. Man, it's been weird all over. All right. So, so I, tell me about your cray cray week. My cray cray week. I, I, it's funny because Mark said something to me the other day about, Is he, he didn't want to over, overwork me because he's like, you've been making more mistakes lately. And I go, <gasps> but you know what it is? I've been admitting more mistakes lately. I'm always making mistakes. He just oh, doesn't always know. <laughs> I see. So don't tell him. Not that it's on a podcast for everybody to right. listen to. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Anyway, but you know, everybody makes mistakes and not, and we're not going to do things exactly like somebody else would. I think you and I talked about this with kids and chores. Our, ch our kids are not going to do the chores the way that we expect, but at least we're giving them an opportunity in growth, right? And so I just say that's, that's where I'm at with Mark. I'm just learning and growing from my own personal mistakes. <laughs> as long as we're learning and growing and not staying yeah. put. I very rarely will make that mistake twice. Very rarely. Because once I learn it, I'm like, hmm, God, chalk that one up to, hey, don't do that again. And that's kind of how my life has been. I usually don't make the mistake twice. I think there's more growth in mistakes and failures yeah, and not that every mistake is a failure but there is more growth and we learn more from our mistakes honestly yeah how many times have we learned anything when we're just soaring away right no it's in the valleys that we grow that's where the grass grows right some valleys are lower than others and deeper <laughs> greener, but greener yes because <laughs> yes. all the water runs down and, and you look up more i mean really if you think about it i'm a visual person so you're in the valley you're not going to want to look around you're going to want to look up uh that's really good we used to live in the valley um in you california a valley girl yes like <laughs> oh my gosh but no there was this concept and we had to go through a lot of the desert to mm. get to the valley yep And there was a lot of spiritual similarities that were happening in the physical mm -hmm. and in the spiritual, but just thinking about living in the valley and what does that, what does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah, there's a lot of beauty in the valley, but there is definitely more growth there than any other place. I mean, yeah, there's a beautiful things that are growing and that's where we grow. So Brian was out the other day and he brought in a beautiful bouquet of flowers and left them on my desk with a note that said, always make the most out of the weeds. Oh, it was gorgeous. They were these beautiful purple, yellow, kind of orange. And what are the white little snowflake type flowers? Queen Anne's lace. And it was this beautiful bouquet. And I was taken aback that he saw beauty 
in the weeds. Because they, those are considered a weed? Those are all weeds, yes. No kidding. I never knew that till we got married. He's like, oh, look out there. Isn't that all beautiful? I go, oh, those weeds? I said, oh my gosh, they need to mow. He goes, oh no, those are wildflowers. Those ah. are weeds, but they're wildflowers. And they grow best out among the weeds. Oh, wow. And the beauty of them. And he took them all and put them together. And it was just gorgeous. That's cool. It was. Very sweet. It was. But just thinking about that there's beauty in the weeds. Yeah, absolutely. Beauty in the valley. So speaking of valleys, can I tell you about the valley I've been kind like, of going? okay. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot play Valley Girl on me because I was in New York when that song came out. Oh, okay. And I'm just, it's so foreign to a New Yorker about a valley girl. And then I went and lived in California and I understood it and went, oh, no, I can't. Right. It's like... The, it's like eternal cheerleaders. So, you know, they're, that's what they f- feel like to me. No offense. I can tell to, you're annoyed, but go ahead. No, no offense <laughs> to the cheerleaders out there, but it's just a little too much hoorah for me. <laughs> anyway, so the valley that I've been going through lately, I have learned something about myself in the last several days. It's been building. It's been God showing me bits and pieces and helping me to kind of understand myself better. And it has a lot to do, It one of the things it had a lot to do with is my Enneagram number. Now, I know we've talked about Enneagram and you haven't done that yet. No. But I am an eight, which means I'm an in-charge type of person and I'm a defender and I, it's there's just a whole lot behind an eight. But one of the problems with an eight is we have a problem with feeling. Like we are all doing and a lot less feeling. And I have had to really be aware of that. Well, I made a discovery the other day that I wasn't really... Sure, I was on board for, but it is the truth. So over my life, because of various circumstances, not just one, but a series of different circumstances, I have learned that I trust no one. Wow. No one. I actually told Mark that yesterday. (laughs) I said, guess what? I learned about myself. And he goes, what's that? And I go, I don't trust anybody. And he was like, really? (laughs) And he's probably wondering, do you trust me? No, I don't trust anybody. I have realized, you know how an egg carton has the little slots, or maybe you might even think about any kind of an organizational, like a, I think about your son and his little fisherman's caddy. Tackle box. Tackle box. It has all the little compartments and he puts everything in those little compartments. What I do with people in my life, and this is not what I want to do. This is what I've realized about myself is I will put people into compartments and then I only tell them what I want them to know about me. I don't trust them with who I really am. And I have realized this on a really deep level. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't open up and I'm not vulnerable and honest with people. But there are some people in my life who know a lot more about me than others because they've been moved into a more trusted position. But when it comes right down to it, one of my flaws is that I am severely independent. I have to do. I had to learn this about myself. I've always been a survivor because I've always been put in a position where I needed to take care of me so that I could survive. And that has caused trust issues. Wow. And you just said you've realized this here recently. recently. I've, been, I've been noticing the connections. I didn't wow. realize the connections, but I've been talking with someone professional and I've been trying to work through all these different things like why it all started with my car accident. Right. And she even said to me, this car accident is bringing back all of these things that you now have to deal with. But I didn't realize it. It was just a trauma experience that brought up past trauma 
and now I have to deal with why I do the things I do now. It doesn't mean I don't love people that I meet. It's not that I'm wearing a mask necessarily. And it's not that I, when I meet people and I'm really trying to step outside of my box and love people well and to be open with them about who I am. And trust me, I have talked a lot more about myself over the last several years and the reality of who I am and what I've gone through than ever before. And it's a learning process. It's not going to happen tomorrow because I'm old and it's taken a lot of years <laughs> for me to build this old, up. You're old, but I know what you mean. So trust issues. Here's the problem I have. I recognize it now. I recognize it. And I'm talking with another good friend beside you. But I don't know any other way. Like how, Nicole, do I start trusting again? How do you start that process? Honestly, it's foreign to me. So maybe you can help me out because you are one of my trusted friends. Okay, well, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I know. No, but this is huge. I mean, this is huge. And I love this. And I love being able to just sit across from you and have these conversations because this is a real thing for a lot of us. This is where you and I started with coffee. We would have these real conversations. And, you know, it's one thing for you and I to sit down and have coffee and other people over here. And that's kind of the premise of this show. But honestly, I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of people have had trauma and trust issues. And maybe this is something that they need to hear as well. So tell me. Whenever I think of trust, this is what I explain to my kids. And I don't remember where I heard this, but you have a mirror and a mirror reflects who you are. Mm -hmm. And when trust is broken, it's like that mirror being broken and you're trying to glue it back together. Yeah, It may or may not be able to be put back together. It will never be the same. And it reflects differently. Oh, yes. So when you look at that, and I use that scenario with a one-on-one, -on -one, somebody who has broken that bond and that trust, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a, a family member, a parent, a colleague, whatever that trust is. But I have to go back to God's word and that he is the ultimate healer and he can yes. make that mirror. Back to perfect. Yes. But we have to allow that to happen. And that's exactly where I'm at right now. But, you know, I'm a doer. So I'm trying to figure out how I can do this myself. Right. <laughs> you know, and here's the thing is that there's been enough people who have hurt me over the years that I'm not waiting for people to hurt me anymore. I mean, that's where my trust has been. Well, it's I'm, being guarded, right? It's being very guarded. It's putting up these walls. I'm not even allow somebody to come close enough to where they could possibly hurt me. And that's not where I want to be. That is absolutely not where I want to be. But here's the thing. You know how they, they do those trust fall exercises? Right. You know? Sorry, I laugh. I'm sorry. But yes. Yeah, you understand. Cause yes, I've been in business. You've yes. Been, you've, you will hope that those people would actually catch you. I would have a really hard time trusting that anybody's going to catch me. It's a deep-seated issue. There's a lot to ponder here, my friend. There's yeah. a lot to reflect upon. Yeah, the question is, how do I, how do I do? Listen to me. I'm still saying, how do, I, how do I do? Like, I'm still trying to do it myself. And you just told me the truth, that God does this. I can't put the mirror back together. He has to put it back together. But I don't want to be cliche or this religious, oh, rely on God, rely on God. Yes, that is true. Absolutely, 100%. But he gives us opportunities to slowly but surely trust again. Okay, so give me an example. Because honestly, I mean, it really is foreign to me to understand, like, if you wanted me to do something, how do I trust you enough? Do I just, do I just say the words and make it happen? Or... 
Is there something I'm supposed to do to actually trust someone? My stars, Angie. I know it's counseling with with no, Nicole. No, it's not counseling. <laughs> no, it's not counseling. It's heavy and deep, and it's not. It's just a continuous conversation. It's a continuous process and working and talking and thinking. I think you realizing where you are, me, we, everyone, acknowledging. Oh yeah, that's the first. That's step. the first step. That's like the 12 step programs. That's the first thing you have to do is acknowledge where you are. Absolutely. And then I guess once you acknowledge it, it's now you have to come to terms with what am I going to do about it? Because you can Mm. stay where you are or you can choose to move ahead. And if you stay where you are, okay, great. Problem solved. You're just going to stay where you are. No big deal. Okay, great. I'm not staying where I'm at. Yay. Right. Right. So you're not going to stay there. So now it's like, Oh my gosh, where do I go from here? Yeah. And that's where you're at. So the other thing was, I'm like, I I said to God, you're the only one that I trust. And then I got this little check in my spirit that, hmm, maybe there's some things I'm holding back from God as well. There's always deeper with God, always. But he loves us so much that he wants to continue to refine us. Yeah, and that's where I'm at. I'm at that refining place and I'm really glad of it. Yes. So, yeah, you don't have to fix my world. I just wanted to let you in on my world because I don't think I'm the only one. And honestly, I'm in a position. God's put me here with a voice. And as I learn, I want to share with people because, like I said, I don't think I'm the only one. And maybe somebody listening is, is dealing with it, too. And I would love to hear from them because maybe it'll help me to hear their story. We were talking earlier about a mutual friend who did something absolutely, I mean, to me, it's absolutely foreign that she would do this, but it blows my mind. And you know, we're talking about Brittany, our friend Brittany, who has lost, what, 340 pounds, and she has gotten so much healthier. And she did a video where she showed her excess skin. And now she's already had the body glove and all that stuff done, but she's still losing a lot of weight. And there's still a reality of, This is who I am. And I was so proud to know her in that moment. I couldn't believe that she was there saying, hey, this is just who I am. And she says, which shocked me, it really shocked me on this call that we were on. She said, it took me a long time to post that video. But she realized that being transparent and being vulnerable in an industry where people don't talk about this, like there's a lot of people who lose weight and nobody talks about the excess skin. One, right. one person has mentioned it to me since I lost weight. And that's one person. And it wasn't Brittany. So stepping out and saying, here is everything about me. Here is all the excess. In her case, it was the excess skin. And she said, this is who I am. I'm embracing it. And she said it's gotten like over a million views by now. I know. And, and the impact that that's making in people's lives to say, I'm not alone, right? And so I know I've been given a platform. God has put me here and it's absolutely not about me. I know this, but if I can just let people know they're not alone, these are things we all deal with every single day and I'm walking it out. So I hope somebody understands what I'm talking about and maybe is walking it out as well because I would love to help them and maybe they can help me. And this is that inspiration, more inspiration from what Brittany did, don't you think? Oh my gosh. It's, we talked about this before. It's leveling up, taking it to the next 
level. What am I going to do with this? Here is where I am. Am I going to stay put? Am I going to grow? Am I going to use this to help and further relationships, further God's kingdom? Where am I going to take this? Why, God, am I going through this? Yeah, always for a reason. Yes. Always. And it's because he loves us. And I think we forget that a lot. Because we compartmentalize love. Love is, and then we fill in the blanks. (laughs) I'm the queen of compartmentalizing. (laughs) Right. Hey, and by the way, I just have to say, we keep mentioning leveling up, which is a couple of podcasts ago, and it's a gamer term. I'm not a gamer. Can we we say that we're raising the fences? Because I jump, I don't jump. Oh, raising the fences. I'm I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay. (laughs) I'm a a horse person. I always put it. I'm not a gamer, but I. But you understand raising the fences. Raising the bar. So the higher bar to jump over. Well, fill in the blank of whatever that is. But for some reason, the leveling up. <laughs> it that makes reson- sense. It does. It resonates We've with me. We've all played games at some point or another. So we understand what that means. It means you've done the stuff that you need to do right here so you can go to the next level. Yes. Oh, wow. Isn't that a sermon? I know. I probably should start playing games just so I can use that in a sermon. Now, I used to do Zelda way back when Zelda was not, you know, it was a big, it was a big deal back then, but it didn't look like it looks now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know the what that is. The Legend of Zelda. I, I, way, way back in the 80s. <laughs> 80, early, it was late 90s. I was playing it because my son was very small. No, wait, late 80s. Did I say late 90s? It's late 80s. Hey, do you know that the 80s and 90s were all like a blur for me? <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I mean, a lot happened in those 20 years. <laughs> it was a lot that happened. Well, I've been thinking a lot about here we are, 2020, and we're living in the moment Kind of. Kind of a stalled moment, I feel sometimes. But in five or 10 years, we're going to reflect back on 2020. So we need to finish 2020. How do you think that's going to look? Even in 2021 or 2022, what will we say about 2020? Uh, probably some things that might not be appropriate to be saying right now. I think that would be true for some people. I think you're right. But we've got 11 weeks left. Oh my gosh, is that it? 11 weeks left. Why are you counting that? Because I was talking with some of my clients recently about how are you going to finish 2020? Oh. Are you going to finish well? Are you going to be stagnant? Are you going to be progressing to help 2021 start off well? Oh, wow. Wow. You did say that to me actually last night and I forgot all about that. I did and several others. And it's left kind of this yearning for, okay, this momentum to keep going to push ahead. So again, it's what is in front of me and what am I going to do with it? Are you able to do personal growth and other types of growth at the same time? Because I feel like I'm trying to grow in other areas, some different ways in my life, but this personal growth is where I am. And I feel like it's all I can concentrate on right now. (laughs) So here's personal growth for me. And I know this is so silly, but it was huge. So full transparency for me. And I know I feel silly saying this. My laundry I love doing laundry. You do? I know. I do. Wow. I know. I'm like the only one in the world, probably. I mean, I don't mind washing it because I'm really not doing anything, but it's the folding. (laughs) No, because for me, it's a project. You start washing, then you dry it, then you fold it. And I don't put my kids' laundry away, but then it's done. It's I can see wow. a task from start to finish, completion. Yeah. yeah. So the whole day, I may not do anything, but if I can do some laundry, man, I am... I am on it. So I, I have all these laundry baskets that I put all the red in. And of course, oh, in the yes. fall, that's more because of Buckeye season. And then camo. So I have a camo. Well, and then, you got all the fall colors too. Yes. So yeah. then I have gray and then black and blue and white. So I separate. And again, family is seven. I have yes. tons of We talked about laundry. this last week. Probably. 
because this is an issue for me. Yeah, but we you were very honest last week about having to combine your colors. <gasps> did I say that last week too? You did, but how does it go on over the last week? Have you done See, it I more often? I it out. Yesterday, I have no more. I had no more laundry left. And, and I, I was like, wow. Because you combined colors. I did. How does that make you feel a week later? Actually, it felt great. It was hard last week. I don't even remember saying that, Angie, last oh, week. Oh, yeah, you said it. See how I blocked that out? <laughs> but you said it was a really hard it transition for you. But that's okay. I completely understand it. But it's that growth. It's that, it's that learning. It's that thinking outside the, the box or the basket. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it just was... There was this feeling of, okay, what what else is next? What else have I been doing my whole 46 years of my life? Not that I did laundry when I was a baby, but what's next? Yeah. How else can I combine things to make something new? Isn't it all about making something new? I feel like newness has been the word for me for the last couple of years. And it really came to pass in 2020. Newness. Because everything is new. Yes. You know, we were. I was listening to a podcast this morning and they were talking about how the world got a chance to take a breath when quarantine happened. The earth was able to just sigh a big relief because we weren't out polluting it or, you know, resourcing it and things like that. And there's sea turtles in this one area in Asia that's just multiplying like crazy because there's nobody on the beach. Wow. So there's places in the earth where it's really rejuvenating because they haven't had human interference. It's an, an amazing concept to think about that the earth just took a deep sigh of relief, right? Absolutely. And I thought, wow, we need to do that more often. And I was like, wait a minute, but I didn't like quarantine. I didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that we were told yes, we couldn't that's what go. It was. We were <laughs> it wasn't, told. It wasn't because I see the beauty in slowing down and I saw the beauty of people having to stay with their families for a while. And I saw the beauty in all these things that happened during quarantine. But it was the fact that they told me I couldn't right. do it. Right. Which was what was bugging me. And so now I've made that realization because as soon as I said it, as soon as the words came out of my mouth, it's like, I wish we could have let the earth breathe again. I went, Oh, wait a minute. I didn't like quarantine. Well, why didn't I like quarantine? Huh, because somebody was telling me what to do. Right. <laughs> why is it we won't do exactly what people tell us to do? Why is it that I fight that, Nicole? That is me as well. Wear a mask. No, thank you. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why. I, I don't know why that is a fight in me. I don't know why. It's, okay, there's ready, no I'm going to tell you why. There's no fight. Okay, go ahead. It's a simple answer. Because you're human, right? Okay. But there's so many people that are just, doing it they're like okay we'll do it because they're human (laughs) no humans the same but i mean there's the human flesh and then the spirit and we're to be more become more like the spirit we're to be more i know more godly and i've heard people say well if jesus were here on earth now would he wear a mask hmm that's an interesting he probably would just heal the virus and be done with it there you go there you go (laughs) and then turn the water into wine and then we're good you know he didn't cure leprosy right he cured the people that had the leprosy. Big difference. He's not here to wipe out all of those things. He's here to help us as we go through those things. And it's the people who wanted to be healed. Yes, that came and asked. Yes, or people came on their behalf. The intercessors. Oh Oh my gosh, wow, Angie. That's a pretty deep, that's like a... This whole thing is super deep. 
It's good stuff, though. It hurts my head sometimes. <laughs> well, I'm telling you what, it hurts my heart because I'm the one going through it right now. But hey, you know what? I am so thankful for growth and I'm so thankful for friends like you that I can actually talk to about it because you are on one of my trust areas. You know, I do trust. Woo woo! There's that cheerleader. <laughs> you should get the prize. I mean, there's probably other areas I won't let you into, but I'm working through that. <laughs> Do you really think that you're supposed to? Do you think that we're supposed to be completely transparent with everybody? No, I don't. Okay, and I don't either. So I'm no. not offended. No, that's that good. There's well, why? Why would I be? Why should I be? But I think God puts people in my life at specific times where I should and I do open up more. And I have a couple of really trusted individuals like that that I they know my dirt. Did you hear what you just said? What? I do have some trusted, trusted individuals. Individ- so think about that. They are trusted to an extent. Yes. Deeper than a lot of other people because okay. uh, the trust issues that I have. But I'm, I'm working on it. And I'm very encouraged because I'm, I'm thankful that I have people in my life who love me no matter what. And that's, that's something I need to remember is that there are people who love me no matter how much junk I bring to the table. Right. And I got a lot of junk. <laughs> we all do I, yeah but I, and I feel like sometimes in my industry I'm not allowed to have the junk I'm not allowed to talk about the junk I'm not allowed to expose it I'm supposed to be on this I don't know made up pedestal but it's not who I am I, I do not want to be there because I'll fall off the pedestal as soon, as soon as you stick me there I don't think we're supposed to air dirty laundry if you will the specifics of the junk it's the root of it oh yeah yeah that, that's all it's all the same yeah that's true that it's is the true. root of what the issue is every it's just played out differently for somebody it might be a shopaholic it might be an alcoholic it might be gosh um a overeater yeah, or yeah. it just comes out in different forms, but the root of it. And we have spent so many years looking at what the issue or problem is instead of the root of it. God wants to get to the heart and to the root of what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I'm trying to uh, expose that. I'm trying to say, hey, go ahead and dig up the roots. I was sitting in the yard the other day having a quiet conversation with God. I try to get down on my knees and sit because I've had knee surgery. So it's harder for me to sit on my knees, but on the grass, it's okay. Um, It's a little better. It's still uncomfortable, but it's better. Anyway, while I was on my hands and knees and talking with God in my backyard, I noticed a weed down below me, which we were talking about the weeds. And I started pulling up the weed and I popped off all the leaves and stuff on the top and there was the root. And I kept digging and digging and digging with my fingers. I wasn't using a tool. I kept digging with my fingers and it was difficult. And oh, the things that God showed me within those two minutes of me trying to get to the root and to pull all of the root out at once. And first of all, it was a process. He was showing me it doesn't all happen at once. Right. You take off the top stuff and you dig a little deeper and you dig a little deeper. And sometimes you got to move the dirt away till you can expose the root. And then there's a process and it wasn't, it didn't feel good. My fingers started hurting after a minute because I was trying so hard to pull this thing up and I didn't have the strength of my own. God had to pull that root up for me. And I finally got to where I could only see the hole. I knew that there were more roots at the bottom, but they weren't going to do anything. And I, I know that when God heals, he heals completely. So anyway, it was, That's it was beautiful. A, a sermon right there in pulling up a root taught me so much. I might actually use that as a sermon next time I preach. <laughs> no, I'm a visual person. And as you were describing that, I'm 
picturing the whole thing. And yeah. that just was beautiful. Yeah. And so no matter what the route is for any of our friends that are listening, for you, for me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the route is because God is going through the process as long as we are willing He's going to go through the process of digging up those roots and healing. It's beautiful. So the takeaway is choose what you're going to do with where you're at. Are you going to stay put? Are you going to move forward? Move forward. And grow. Hey, the valley is a beautiful place. Have you ever seen pictures of the top of a mountain where the rocks are and you can only see clouds? No, you always see pictures of the valleys with the beautiful mountains in the background. The valley is a beautiful place of growth. So don't be afraid of the valley. That's all I got to say. I love it. That's been, wow. That's a show, man. That's it. We did a, we did a show. Wow. I like it though. I like it. I think somebody's going to be helped through this, Nicole. I know I have. Have you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, good. Well, when you figured out, we help me? (laughs) (laughs) Angie, thank you. I love you. I love you. And you're one of my trusted friends. Yay. Really, I'm not just saying that. (laughs) But I don't know if I could fall into your arms yet. Don't know if I got that much down. (laughs) I got to build up my strength. Uh, We all need to build up our strength. Hey, friends, if you want to talk to us, if you want to share your story, if you want to talk about how it feels to trust or not trust or whatever it is, hey, we're here to listen. It doesn't mean that we're going to air your dirty laundry on here, but we want to be able to be here for you and pray for you because we definitely believe in prayer and yeah, we can walk it out together. We're all on this growth journey together. So Angie.inthemorning at gmail.com. Y'all have a great week. You have a great week too, Nicole. You too, friend. Bye. The Shine FM Podcast Network.